the dreams that I've been having these days have been quite intense. Honestly, like very, 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 very intense. I don't know what the fuck's going on. The phone is the the phone is small. <laughs> the moon is fuller now. And it's really bright and up in the sky, clear sky today. But I feel like I'm I'm a month into not masturbating, and today a month into it. I think today is literally the month, and today was the most day where I was thinking I should come, I should masturbate. I need to move this energy. You know, I feel stagnant in myself in my stomach, in my being, and I've been feeling dread, I've been feeling strong, strong potential for damage internally, and the part of me that knows that it's self-inflicted resists in its own way because it knows it's self-inflicted and it goes, why? Why be self-inflicted? Ignore it. Stop it. You know? I've been having negative feelings about my housemate Slavian. Big, big, big negative feelings. Because like, it just like, really, really occurred to me how... Although he has like some amazing qualities as a person, like I'm not... I don't know if I would have ever thought about him like this if I didn't live with him for this long. But it just came to a point where... I just realized how difficult it is for him to show empathy or to really, really acknowledge someone else as, as a person when you're, when it feels like he forgets reality in place of facts. And the facts that he knows are mostly not his, you know, he listens to podcasts, people give him info, he takes the info. Completely willingly because, you know, he chose to listen. Of course he has his, his skeptic. He's very skeptic. Super, super skeptic. Everything is immediately, you know, before it's even considered. And it's only ever considered if he, from himself, came, you know, up with it. And it's exhausting. It's really exhausting to just be around something like that constantly for, for two years now. And thinking somehow the entire time that there's something wrong with you and not the, not this other person, you know? And uh, with this realization of, you know, this guy is actually, it's very difficult for him to be empathetic. Uh, he's, he never showed me remorse in his actions or his words or his anything. Rather, it was me who... I don't know, maybe thought, oh, if I show remorse, then through asking for forgiveness, maybe a deeper place of, of intimacy can be found. Who knows how true that is. But um, he's so in his head and it just kills me. And it kills me because I'm in my head about what's in his head, you know, and then hating and wanting to like, like really hating, despising uh, such a big part of my brain, what my brain created of how it thinks this person thinks. It's like these circuits are attacked, you know? I'm attacking myself 
by attacking how, what I think about this person. It's like how when Musa went to Jordan and, and gave like this very, very strong image of Mama. And I started thinking how Mama is like this uh, person that she isn't. And it's my internal image of Mama that changed and it's me who I started hating or not really hating but like feeling negativity inside it's my creation so i created the false slavian and i'm reacting to it very negatively even now with my hate towards him so this goes on so many different levels you know and um, i don't know when it happened today i think it was today i thought about a specific something like Qais. Somehow, as my my nephew, I have a really weird image of Qais. Like, like, just by looking at him, there's a reason that I shouldn't love him as much as I could. Like, there's a subconsciously placed blocker in myself on him, just because of him. Unap unap he's he's unap unapologetically himself, but in a way where I'm like, um, it's not about you. I think that's that's what it ends up being about. It's not about you. And I don't know what gives me the right to try and judge a three-year-old, you know? And I think I was in the bathroom and just like this idea came like, Khaled, what is this, what is this narrative you've been saying? about this kid or your nephews and, and niece and family like what are you what are you placing on all of them with your with your ideas and for a second things were clear like there were no images on all of these people and it was just like these people are these people you know and they do what they do and you can love there's there is a place in you that can find an insane amount of love even if it's unique and in your own way and you can and should respect that. Uh, wouldn't it all be a lot easier if you didn't have to create images on things all the damn time? And I feel like the last two weeks, like this, there's been a really strong resistance inside of me. That, and it's, and I've lived through this multiple times. Of going back into the past, finding moments that I could have been different, wishing very strong how they could have been different, and attacking my brain because it's it wasn't done differently or I could have done this I could have done that and there's such a strong part of my brain that goes back and does this and and it's just this punishment it's just punishment it's pure punishment I am purely punishing myself and thinking within this punishment there's something to find Within this punishment, there's something to 
to really take into the future with me. I don't know how how true that is. Doesn't doesn't seem like it's true. It seems like a mechanism in me so that I emotionally attack myself so that in the future I force myself through this emotional abuse to be different. And I don't think this is going to help anyone, you know, with anything. It just brings up anxiety, need and want that isn't necessary, punishes other people. No one's thinking what you're thinking they're thinking, you know. And even if they were, it's one thousandth or ten thousandth or hundred thousandth of everything else they've also thought. And Baba said in a recording I made with him when he was in the hospital, whatever you might think of someone, what they think of themselves is completely different, you know. They think they don't think they're stupid, they think they're smart. Slavian doesn't think there's anything wrong with him being really skeptical as a person and always finding problems and things and always, always saying no, 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 no. And internally, I've built such a crazy wall between me and him. I don't feel like I can talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. It's just like, and I feel like this came up very strongly in me because it just like became very clear maybe I'm wrong but it feels really right it's like he has a wall when it comes to me and everything I do and everything I am and everything I think and this wall no matter how I change this wall is always up so regardless of how I change this thing doesn't and it's not in me this thing it's in him and I am feeling this now, you know, I am feeling this. Whatever I may be saying, I think the wall is in him. Currently that wall is an idea in me, you know. Regardless, uh, we have to listen to some things. So, since I've been carrying this like hate, the first day what's happened, what I, I messaged the group telling them like, hey guys, can you, talking about the trash, like can you, everyone take the responsibility to throw the trash, I threw it the last two times, guys like do something, and then he went and then just went back into the conversation like three weeks ago, what happened was I, the trash was full, I pulled it out, closed it, put it in the corner, and message the group. I changed. I changed the the trash. Like I put a new bag. I messaged the group. Like, hey, can someone please uh, throw the trash? I pulled it out. And he goes and and pulls that back. And he's like, this uh, this isn't having initiative. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy up to? What the fuck is this guy doing? You know, like, why, why in hell is he bringing one specific moment, making it very negative, and using it as a negativity in, in something that I'm just trying to communicate right now, and then not looking at, like, the times where, oh, I actually did take initiative. And when I more or less say that, 
His reply is, get off your high horse, Khalid. We, there is a problem, we all need to huddle. What you should have done is throw it and then say, how many times am I supposed to do that? I didn't have the energy done. And whatever you might think is a no-go, is how he phrased it, this is a no-go. What the fuck? Who are you to decide something is a no-go? And what the fuck is wrong with you so that you'd go in such a negative direction of something that's just very naturally happened, you know? Someone does have to work, another person continues. And and the thing, the thing in, in his nature is that I've become, in a sense, I need to keep... Whenever it's a discussion with him, it has to be a complete justification. It's like going to a court of law and laying out every single fact and then interpreting the facts a million times. And there's something really wrong with his way of interpreting and, and deciding and then really sticking. Like It's like really dry rock on a very, very, very big stick up his ass. So the first day this conversation happened, I was like, you know what, I'll be aggressive. I'll, I don't care what he thinks of me. I don't care what he thinks of me. Anyone, it's fucking fine. I went and I had a great day, came back, everything's fine. But then the next day, it's my nature to keep doubting. You know, it's my nature. Okay, doubt, 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 doubt. I has a try to have been aggressive. I could have said less. I could have, it's, it's me who generated negativity. It's me who decided to take it and such. I could have just not replied. I could have just not sent anything. But to be honest, like, it's, it's fine if I try to describe something. And I'm, I'm prone to reacting strongly to his strong reaction, you know? But I feel like I've done enough work in myself to, to grow. And when it comes to him, his stance has not changed. And I cannot stand this. I cannot stand that I live with an unchanging rock that is full of skepticism. And it doesn't see how emotionally blind it is. And just even that it considers even seeing that it's emotionally blind a bit is for it also somehow a complete blindness. This fucking frustrates me. And I'm tired of it. I'm really, really tired of it. I want to move out. I want to. I just want to be away from that, you know. But it's like it's not something I can be away from. It's something that's always there, you know. Baba never changed. Now he, this guy. He can change, but he will only, only, only ever change in accordance to his pre-existing conditioning. And it was never really, maybe very difficultly. Uh, a rewriting at something fundamental, you know? And then he just throws statements of things that he believes completely true, where I'm thinking, you have nothing in you that can back up what the fuck you're saying, you know? Personality, the core, doesn't change. Who the fuck are you to decide? The science is clear about this. The science says this, and the science is more right than you can ever be. Even if the science is more right than I can ever be, who gives you the right to think that you even understand the science and that you can so freely just use it according to how you think you want to see it? It's not, it's not your right. You did nothing 
to deserve this knowledge you say you have. You heard it from someone else. You convinced yourself it's yours. And now you're continuing, you know, and that is in itself. Of course, some thoughts he reached on his own, but when he throws facts at me with zero basis that are so far away from... Like one time I was washing my... Um, I, I burnt my hand in the oven or some shit, and I immediately went and, and put it under water, and it's something I researched so much because of, of my interest in, in burns. And he looks at me and he's like, He's not like, oh, shit, sorry, man, that this is happening to you. Oh, tough shit, oof. Uh, completely, completely detached without even noticing it. He tells me, oh, but this, you know, putting your hand under cold water makes it worse. First off, that's exactly what I want to hear from you when my hand is, is burning and I'm hurting. Of course, that's like all I want to fucking hear from you. And second, where the fuck am I supposed to put my hand? Am I going to put it up my ass? Am I going to put it up, up, up my butt? Is that going to help the burn? What the fuck am I supposed to do? Where the fuck did you even consider thinking that putting your, your hand under cold water after a burn isn't good for your hand? Why did you read something like that and then just believe it and think like, oh, now that this is happening in front of me, I have to mention to this person that this is the, this is the truth. The truth is I am burning and I am hurting. It's not, not your fucking bad based truth. And I have to like correct him seven months later after we have another conversation about But he's very, very difficult. And even if he sees it, he, will, he would never, at least from himself, he, he had never come and from himself said, hey, I know I have been difficult. I know I have been difficult in these ways. I am sorry. I have to, I'll see how I change. Maybe please share your opinion. I have done this with him multiple times. And just seeing how much energy I spent on, on him in that way for me is, is, is so, 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 so tiring. It's so tiring. And then the part in my brain starts thinking, goes back. When should I have not invested this much energy in him so that I wouldn't be feeling this way now, you know? Or weren't, weren't you just acting natural a lot of the time and, and things were good and it's fine, you know? It's just the phases that one can go through when living with someone. How it can be like two months of peace and fun, fun and harmony. Maybe small hiccups here and there, but like, it's fine. And then just coming to a point after two months where you're just like, completely feeling restless and, and not at peace with how things are. And how, what am I supposed to do and be? Because I know how this person is never going to change. So yeah, now it just feels like I need to figure out how to move my energy within me properly. Instead of feeling stagnation. And, yeah, the dreams. I dreamt a crazy zombie dream full of death and killing. So full of death and killing. And it's like really started like around like when, when this feeling towards Slavian started. Yesterday, 
the dream was when I slept and woke up in, in Munich, the H2 hotel after going to this training. I dreamt I was going on a bus to Palestine. And on this bus to Palestine, I was moving past green fields. I was riding with a bald guy who's Israeli. And he was just crazy aggressive with whatever. And he, just before even talking to him, I would assume he's aggressive. And we did the trip, and then I was doing the trip again. And there was another guy, and this guy was blonde with, with nice hair. And he was more front, but in a way more dangerous than the other guy. And I wanted to stop him from saying something and saying something myself and throwing my assumption at him and wondering like if a specific thing is true and I spoke to him about this other guy and although it sounds peaceful the underlying feeling of this entire dream was like hurt and potential for it that trusting this person riding with them to such a sensitive place they can really, really hurt you at some point without you knowing it. A lot. And what I dreamt today was also pretty crazy. I'm glad I even remembered this uh, bus ride dream. I remember being in a pool as well. Um, I hope it comes back. I'm not sure what it was. It wasn't so easy to sleep last night being a bit drunk. I had three glue vines. Had two red glue vines, one white one and then another red one. Had a crazy long conversation with Lucas about our parents. I told him something I dreamt in the past and I didn't tell a single other person. I might have mentioned it in the podcast though. Um, I won't right now. But yeah, like um, carrying all this hurt, it felt like carrying cancer, eating away at you and getting bigger. And the solution to not be so attached to the past regurgitating it a million times and punishing yourself to try and find something in it for the future. It's to just not do it, you know? It's like to see yourself, oh, that's what I'm doing. To notice that's what you're doing, to stop uh, as fast as you can. And when you see yourself going, because I have phases where it's not something I do at all and then phases where it's all I can do. But that takes so much energy away from everything that there is. The past is a dead thing. And in the moment, you can carry a lot of energy with the people around you. But a part of me still, a part of me wants to be... so present and so... R mindful of the truth of 
an ever-changing universe that's so infinite that things just don't bother me or affect me, but I'm still completely emotional and immersed in them. Or to have an intensity, you know, where I don't need to smile to every single person I meet and talk to. Um... I don't know, this image of how I could be, you know, just there but detached and not detached. An idea of how I could be that I've carried almost all my life. But I'm never that, you know, I'm just playful most of the time. Or crazy insecure about what this person might think about me. And then blaming myself for not having grown. And then trying to compare how I am right now to how I was five years ago and being like, oh, but when five years ago I was... It's all good, man. It's all, all good. Relax. It's a white, large moon. Of course, you feel how you feel. Hopefully, by the next one, things are calmer. One thought I had I really liked words are a dead thing, writers are the carriers of corpses. Um. It is not that we are the elements of this universe. It is that we should not underestimate that all that we are is the movement and interactions of all these elements together. We underestimate how powerful the moon was in, in our evolution. You know, Imagine being an owl or a monkey in a tree and Every night you're, uh, you have some nights where you're sleeping deeply, but every, most nights you're afraid something is going to kill you. But then there are nights where you can still see very clearly. The moon reveals everything underneath it, everything it touches. And then even in the darkness, white. And who knows what happened on those nights. And they came every month, really. Um, I think it takes two weeks for the moon to wane and then two weeks to wax. And that light is variable every, every night. And then you have the clouds that are either very clear, let you see it, and then maybe a full moon can't be seen through the clouds, or a full moon is the only thing in the sky among everything else that's happening. And then the spirit of everything can exist in this white light, a slight reflection from a source the reflection of the sun on the moon, I feel, has more life and spirit than the sun in itself that is just emitting light all the time. And I think this consciousness, what we are, is really that. It's the reflection 
that happens in, a, in, in relation to the ever-flowing gush of life. The reflection of this gush, a minimal part of it, like a mirror in front of light. Of course, the mirror depends uh, on the person, the intensity. This is consciousness. But all I'm saying, even if it poetically sounds cool and stuff, I uh, don't know if it makes any sense or it changes anything about anything, you know? I know I'm sure as hell not going to be like, oh, it's science, and oh, me knowing science is more than you knowing something by... Oh my God. When he starts telling me about we like uh, shrooms and creativity, and he's never taken shrooms in his life, and I'm like, oh my God. Oh, but the science says, and when the science... Oh, my God. I'm going to sleep, everyone. Good night.